they were just too small. Right. <laughs> there was a point where the tallest guy, they say it's Tucker, but I think James might be taller than Tucker. What's that, 6'4"? Yeah, I, I think he might be. There is small ball, and then there's absurdity. They're the Milwaukee Bucks of the West. Clock down to four. James pounded it, gives it up. Caruso for three. Oh, Caruso with a big hit. There is small ball, and then there's absurdity. They're the Milwaukee Bucks of the West. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. You want playoff action from Thursday? You'll get playoff action from Thursday because we've got it for you. I'm Zach Harper. That's Trevon Edwards, Jade Hoy pushing buttons and making sure security footage is wiped clean of those hotels in Orlando. Don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage, by the way, of this unprecedented sports season. You can subscribe now to The Athletic by going to theathletic.com slash daily ding. But here's the kicker. It's $1 a month right now. If you sign up today, theathletic.com slash daily ding, $1 a month for the best sports coverage, the best NBA coverage that you can get anywhere on the internet. Coming up on today's show, more alleged details of the Daniel House situation in Orlando. Chauncey Billups could be the Pacers coach pretty soon, and we'll do five minutes. I think it's actually like eight or nine minutes with Jay King as we preview game seven of Celtics Raptors on Friday. But first, Trey, the Lakers are one win away from the Western Conference Finals with a 110-100 victory. They take a 3-1 series lead. Obviously, the Daniel House drama was leading up to this game and is a little bit of a cloud. We'll get to that after this after this recap. But the Rockets were listless in this one. They were just really mediocre, really lethargic, not making plays. They made a flurry in the last couple of minutes to cut it to five. But LeBron found Alex Crusoe in the corner for the three-point dagger. And it was just a lot of AD. It was a lot of LeBron. It was a lot of bench for the Lakers. And a total team effort against a Rockets team, Trey, that did not bring it tonight. Yeah, I mean, they were a bit lethargic out there. It seemed like the energy wasn't there early. And obviously, this team is not so much gutted. Um, they've made it this far, you know, off being highs and lows and straight a roller coaster of a season. But obviously, the loss of, you know, Daniel House and, well, obviously, Tyson Chandler wasn't available anyway. But just the depth just being even shorter than what it is and Russell Westbrook not playing great. Um, they decided to turn it on at the end, and it's just, you know, that doesn't work. You're not that good. You're playing against a very talented team, the best team in the West, possibly the best team in the NBA. And, you know, obviously it was a teaching tool for the Lakers because, you know, like Anthony Davis said in the post game, was pretty much that they can't give away leads like that. Luckily, they had a comfort blanket of 20-point lead, you know. So um, I- I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the, the Rockets actually want to compete, and they they lay down and and go on about their business and, and the Lakers advance soon. Yeah, even with it getting cut to five, I just wasn't buying it. Like, I, I likened it to it's that fake hustle through the crosswalk of a comeback. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like your arms start pumping, but your legs are going the exact same speed they were before. It's just it, it's just doesn't – it's not a real comeback because you could tell that they just weren't going to to do enough to, to erase that deficit. And the Lakers just controlled this one. And LeBron didn't even really need to score, right? Like, he had 16 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists. He took 17 shots in 34 minutes. But AD was killing him. He had 29 and 12. Um, I think, I guess, the biggest indictment for the Lakers in this one is is AD had to play 40 minutes in a game they should have, you know, blown out. And 
and won easily. But, you know, they get uh, they get Horton Tucker some minutes in the first half off the bench. He hits a three. He's got a nice little move inside on a Euro step against James Harden. Do you think that that's Vogel maybe warming him up a little bit just in case they need that wing depth against Kawhi and Paul George in the next round? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just more so just trying different things out. You know what I'm saying? Alex Caruso was great tonight. Um, he contributed pretty well. And then obviously just, you know, just trying new things and seeing what's working because obviously, you know, Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith were, weren't weren't playable at this particular series. Um, I think he's not, Deion Waiters wasn't even dressed and that's how, you know, THT got suited up. But um, I think the kid's ready. You know, he, he's, he's paid his dues and, you know, he's hopefully good, he can get some minutes. Yeah, like he has a huge upside. He has a lot of, you know, a lot of things to learn still on the fly, but I'm willing to take a chance out there, you know, and, and, and the guys are very supportive with him and rooting him on. And they seem like they played with a ton of energy. Um, I think the Lakers just have to put together a full set of game, especially against a good team. You just can't get bored out there. And I think not only the people watching, but they got bored out there and that's yeah. how they were able to creep back in. But as far as, you know, jumping back to the Rockets, putting on a full court press with three minutes to go, you know, just to crack, just to get it under it's 10. Just gimmicky, it's just, man. Yeah, like, it's it's just, just, it just it just didn't make sense, man. You know, yeah. they they just didn't wake it up on time, and you know, I I would like to feel bad for this team, but it's interesting how they move forward until you know this is premature. How they move forward into the off season because you know Russell Westbrook's um, you know looking towards a you know some a large amount of money in the off season, and then also James Harden, and you know they've traded off their future and. They need to stretch five. I mean, you know, you can only play PJ Tucker so long. He did. He's played exceptionally well, and I thought he should have, you know, at least made the defensive team. But with Ben Simmons being taken as a guard and everything else, it makes everything differently. But yeah, it's a lot. You know what I mean? From D'Antoni, whether he returns or not, and then Daryl Morey up in the air. It, you know, this franchise is interesting to see. Um, but as far as the Lakers, uh, we we might get this this dream matchup, Zach. Yeah, I mean it's it's real close. The Clippers can close out on Friday. The Lakers can close out on Saturday. Um, and I, so, what are you more what are you more encouraged by? Like, I think Caruso's obviously been fantastic in the series, and I don't think that's an easy series for him to be good in because the the Rockets have a lot of a lot of depth on the on the wings, and they have a lot of you know, or at least uh, you know, in terms of of really good players, and that you know, he's not always getting like some easy assignment off the bench, but also. Like playoff Rondo has been great the last three games. So what's the more encouraging sign for you for the Lakers? Um, well, I'm interested to see newly added Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris, sorry. Yeah. Um, into the lineup as a as a center. Um, but then also, you know, obviously you mentioned playoff Rondo has been playing exceptionally well and he teams he he tends to be the smartest player on the court, but also bully his his uh def, you know the opponents and then also just this matchup is going to be kind of neck and neck i don't think it's kind of works in the favor of the clippers but then also doesn't work in the favors of the lakers so i think both teams are going to kind of be in a grind and it's all about baskets made and the right decisions you know rebounds and 50 50 balls won um and go down the line that way and also foul trouble you know with the lakers yeah. not having javel vagee um kind of puts them in a a, a situation and it's not more so like Oh, it knocks them off too much, but like having that rim protection sometimes um, works in their favor. And, you know, Dwight Howard hasn't been playable this entire series. Maybe he'll be playable against the Clippers because they slow it down and they play a half court offense. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, James Harden, 21 points, 10 assists, but he needed 16 of 20 from the free throw line to get to those 21 points because he was 2 of 11 from the field, 1 of 6 from deep. Russell Westbrook had uh, 25 points on 16 shots, but the Lakers had more assisted baskets than the Rockets made shots total, and the Rockets were just sloppy with the ball, 17 turnovers, 19 points off of them. And again, Lakers can close out this series and make it to the Western Conference Finals on Saturday with a win. Let's get to the news from Thursday that you need for Friday. We mentioned the Daniel House thing. We'll get more into that with Chris Haynes having a report early this morning or early Thursday morning about it involving a, you know, or allegedly involving a COVID tester from the from the bubble in Orlando. Then Shams Charania and Sam Amick from The Athletic were able to dive in and they had this to say. Uh, here's what The Athletic has been able to confirm by multiple sources. A woman entered the Rockets team hotel on Monday night, passing multiple security checkpoints before being flagged for her entry, sources said. She exited the hotel in the early hours of Tuesday morning, and the league cited early data points that implicated two members of the Rockets, Daniel House and Tyson Chandler, sources said. When the woman was questioned by NBA security, she did not implicate House's name and is uncertain whether she remains on campus. She claimed to have contact with Chandler and another player, not name House. Uh, According to sources, the Rockets' entire team had to enter a quarantine period on Tuesday due to potential exposure. Uh, House has vehemently denied to the league that he engaged in any improper contact with the staffer. And so this is the thing, Trey, right, is that the staffers... If this is all true, um, the staffers have testing once a week. And I think the the point of that is while they're in contact with a lot of people and testing, I think they're basically in like hazmat suits, right? And so they're not being tested like everyone else is who's being tested daily. And that really complicates things. And then on top of that, potential fraternization uh, you know, with a player like this is just there's a lot of rules being uh, allegedly violated here. And... Um, and the league, especially I think in a situation like this, Trey, I think the league's going to make an example out of house just to show, look, we have to be serious about this bubble stuff. We have these protocols for a reason, and we're not going to let anyone think that we're not serious about this. Well, Spencer Dinwiddie had an amazing quote today saying, you know, if there's two adult individuals, that's their business, but it doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, pretty much Daniel House knows better. He knows better at this point. You know, you're playing for something. It's been 60 plus days. You're on the verge of elimination. You could wait another week, man. Whatever shenanigans <laughs> or entanglements you had planned. Right. You know, you now just kind of put your career in jeopardy. And then also just potentially, you know, whatever the Rockets decide to do with you, you know, like you're playing so well with your team and your team really needed you at this, uh, you know, in this particular moment and, and now you just kind of messed it all up and, and it's not going to help with him, you know, fabricating the story, especially if the stories don't add up. So um, interesting to see. It wouldn't be the NBA if it didn't have any drama. And that's pretty much how <laughs> it's kind of rolled out. So um, yeah. you got to love it. So there was one more thing in there of of that this, you know, there are some executives that believe this is not just an isolated thing, that this may be happening more than than uh, has been reported or uncovered. And, and I don't think it means with the Rockets, like mean with players of, of different teams. Um, do you think the league is going to, like, I know we're getting another memo from the league of like, hey, let's remember we got these rules and you agree to all this stuff, right? But I, I do wonder if the league's going to change certain protocols in the final couple weeks of, the, of these playoffs to maybe lock things down a little bit more. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they changed too much. I mean, at the end of the day, like this young woman, whoever she is, when they, when they, you know, if that is her, who they've interviewed, if she doesn't lose her job, I mean, those are, it's, it's extreme, you know, because yeah. the, you know, the NBA is really walking around with their chest out, you know, proving that they have zero cases. So they want to remain that way to keep it going, moving forward with all their sponsorships and, and, you know, and, in the, in the and the partnerships with the media and stuff like that. So ideally, I think they nipped this in the bud after this, you know, and get to the investigation and, and, and rack up a fine and, and the suspension and whatever it may be, um, and move forward. But, um, I think everybody else will continue to, to follow through. They won't switch anything as far as family members visiting and things like that, because not anyone else would try this, but Daniel house. And like I said, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to pick on him, but you got to smarten up, you know, like, you just you just can't make those type of gambles. I mean, I've seen guys do stuff in rookie transition camps and in other leagues that you know are very questionable. But the, you know, this is you're, you're playing. You have one of the best jobs in the world, and and it, and it boils down to discipline. And you slipped up. Yeah, you just gotta. You just, like you said, you might have a week left at this point. Like you just gotta. You just gotta hold out another week because you're probably getting eliminated anyway. Other news from Thursday: Chauncey Billups could be a candidate for the Pacers job. That's from ESPN. That the Pacers are doing some uh, preliminary interviews, and Billups has come up, and they plan to talk further about the job. It feels like Billups, um, you know, kind of comes up with either a GM job or a coaching job at least once a year. Uh, Trey, do you think he's going to leave the the entertainment, you know, the you know, TV side of it to to actually go run a team or run a sideline at some point? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, most point guards make great coaches. Uh, I think great is kind of overstated. I'm going to say good because most of your, your ex- as a player, you're extended coach on the floor. And I'm not I mean, he should have been a coach a long time ago. I know, obviously, he had flirted with the front front office jobs for a while and and had been you know, mentioning all these other things, I think Chauncey would be an amazing fit in Indiana. Um, I think the next thing, if he does take that job, is trying to to reel Victor Oladipo back in and then obviously work something out where you, you get an offense that supports TJ Warren and DeMontis and then see what they want to do with Miles Turner. So, like, it's, it's you know, they actually have a legit team. You know, they worked really hard for Nate McMillan and, you know, it's unfortunate it didn't work out that way for him. But I think, it's for the timely manner. Obviously, everybody made a big deal about the Steve Nash hiring, but no matter what race you are, um, inexperienced or not, if you if you if you're a basketball player, you know. I think mostly point guards are high IQ guys. Coaching shouldn't be that hard. I think it's about support. You know what I mean, and what type of roster you accept. Live sports are back, and just like the NBA playoffs, you don't want any Knicks with them. That's what you get with Manscaped. No Knicks on your nads, no Knicks on your private parts. With the Lawnmower 3.0, it's the best hygiene tool in the NBA's modern man fan experience. If you want to watch NBA games, you want to watch the playoffs and feel as streamlined and as groomed as possible, you have to use the Lawnmower 3.0. I'm not playing around here. It's got a ceramic blade, it's got skin safe technology. Also, 
Take care of your nails. You're typing away on these computers. You're typing away on your phone. Make sure your nails are taken care of with the slash tip tweezers, the rounded point scissors, the fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Not low grit, not high grit. It's a Goldilocks of grit in the Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit. You can get all that plus the crop preserver, the crop reviver, all the stuff that comes from Manscaped, not only can you get it, you get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. It's 20% off and free shipping with THEATHLETIC20 as the promo code at manscaped.com. From the moose to the caboose, take your grooming game to the next level. All right, let's do five minutes with an expert on the Daily Ding. And so we bring in Jay King on the Daily Ding. Hey, that rhymes, Jay. Covers the Boston Celtics for the Athletic. By the way, Jay, did you know you can get the Athletic for like a dollar a month right now? Yeah, that's an insane deal. Sense. <laughs> I think I was tweeting it like all day. I, I'm. It's an outrage how good it is. Like yeah, it is. It is so outrageous. Yeah, I found five dollars in my center console in the car the other day. That's five months right there. It's just, you can't you can't do better than that. A dollar a dollar a month. That'll carry you through to like February. Exactly, and don't. Use one of Jay's links. Use one of my links to sign up because I, I, yeah, I just think it's a, use, it might, you might get more Jay's access. Links. I don't know. I don't know if you get more access or not. I will just you know experiment. And we'll figure it out. But what you do get access to Friday is Game Seven Raptors Celtics. That's a transition, Jay. So we saw we saw Jalen Brown put up a lot of shots in that double overtime game. We saw Tatum struggle a little bit with the scoring, but it seemed like the Raptors were trying to make him a bit of a passer. They tried to get the ball out of Kemba's hands. So what do you expect the approach to be on Friday for the Celtics offensively? Yeah, it felt like in game six, Nick Nurse decided if we're going to lose, it's not going to be because Kemba and Tatum went off. And and the Celtics, they handled it well for a while not so well for other times Jalen Brown was awesome in the first half ended up like mildly efficient 31 he had 31 and 16 though which is insane um that game was so crazy I don't even know what to take from that game those two teams were just so locked in so sharp defensively and then out of nowhere in double overtime it became just a a madhouse of buckets. Um, I, I think I think the Celtics need Kemba to be sharper. The Celtics need Tatum to avoid all the turnovers that he had. And they're going to generate some good three-point looks. We've seen that all series. They've gotten a lot of corner three-point looks, especially. If they knock those down, that's a big deal for them. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal for them. And so I think a lot of people are expecting this to be an ugly game, right? I think game sevens are usually pretty defensive minded. They're a little tight. I don't think the offense is free flowing. Um, we know that the Celtics can win those games. Do you think that benefits them far more than it benefits the Raptors? Or does it just become essentially a coin flip in that situation? No, I think if it's an ugly game, it's anybody's game. I feel like if it's a pretty game, it's probably going to be the Celtics win. Because they just have more scoring. I don't think the Raptors can make it a pretty game. Like, they just don't have enough firepower to me to make that happen. The Celtics, if Tatum is playing well, if Kemba's playing well, if they're really moving the ball well and shooting well, they've had a couple games in this series even when when they've done that. The Raptors don't. (laughs) So I think... I think it, it favors the Raptors if it's kind of a slugfest. But the Celtics can win those two. I, I think 
I think Game Seven is going to be awesome. I've I've thought all along that these two teams were super evenly matched, and I, I think that's pretty much borne out through the first six games of the series. Yeah, it's a little weird, and I know it's meaningless because we're in the bubble. But it's a little weird that like it's all the road games for these teams, like technically road games, right? That that they've won. Like it's it's been a it's been where the the Celtics jump out to a two zero lead, and then. Raptors come back for two straight wins, especially with that OG Ananobi shot. And then the Celtics come out and they trounce them in game five, right? Like, just like, all right, we can reestablish yeah. ourselves. And the Raptors find a way to be resilient in game game six, come back and win that crazy game, especially with the amazing finish. Does that does the rhythm of that series matter at any point uh, going into game seven? Or is it, it just doesn't, it just, it's a singular thing now. I feel like every game is just its own entity in the playoffs. Like, that's that's just how it goes. I do think the Celtics are extremely fortunate to be playing game seven in the bubble because historically game sevens are won by the home team 80% of the time. If this had been played in any normal season, it would be in Toronto. The Raptors would have home court advantage. The Raptors would have a a huge likelihood of winning, even if they weren't the better team. And so I I think the fact that it is in the bubble, the Celtics lucked out with that. Um, Obviously, like the rest of the series could have gone differently. It could have been a different flow throughout. uh, Like you said, every road team has prevailed, which is so weird. Um, But but I, I like game seven for the Celtics after being the third seed to have a neutral court is is a pretty big deal yeah it is a big deal and so um all right i want to stir the pot a little bit with this so okay marcus smart i'm ready ready. smart obviously gets some fireworks going with norm powell after that game was very contentious a lot of flopping from marcus a lot of flopping from kyle lowry like it was you know two masters of the art right they really are masters do you think like i kind of feel like marcus smart did that did that end of game stuff that after the game stuff just to get in the heads for game seven uh, <laughs> or is he just being Marcus Smart? <laughs> I think that's kind of just Marcus Smart. Like Marcus Smart is going to be annoying. He's going to be irritating. And I, I feel like that's what's made this series so competitive is that both teams are like that. Like the 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 Raptors have Kyle Lowry, who's absolutely one of the greatest floppers and instigators and all of that of all time and then the Celtics just counter with smart who not only is that but also if if he doesn't get a flopping call at the end of a game he might try to fight your whole team so (laughs) I I have loved the competitive nature of this series I think the Raptors are like they really are they're worthy champions obviously they don't have Kawhi anymore but that that's a team that if they lose like you're gonna have to just really, really, really make sure that they're they're out of your sight. And if they stay in your sight, they're going to be a pain in the ass, just like Lowry. And then the Celtics, too. Like, they have a lot of tough guys. Um, I, I think Kemba in Game 7, I feel like he's going to have a much better game. I, I feel like even though he hasn't had, like, a long playoff run, I feel like he's the type of guy, the type of competitor – who will not like the fact that he scored five points in game six and that they lost in double overtime. That will really eat at him, and I think he's going to come out. And and Lowry just really, really put a lot of buckets on his head, too. It yeah. wasn't just that he had five points. It was that he was really outplayed by the other point guard. I, I think he'll come back and be really, really dialed in. 
Okay, last thing before I make you lock into a prediction. Um, I've heard this kind of rumor, I guess, from enough people that okay. I don't know possible, where this one's going. It, it's possible Brad Stevens is sick of all the Nick Nurse praise and has been hoping <laughs> to use this series as like a, hey, guys, you forgot about me after giving me so much praise years ago. Do you think there's anything to that? I genuinely don't think Brad cares about anybody else. Coaches are praise. very petty. Like coaches are secretly petty. Here's the thing, though. Brad has gone out of his way to praise Nick Nurse. He, he openly revealed that Nick Nurse was his coach of the year vote. And so that would be a weird move if you're trying to diminish the Nick Nurse love to be like, yeah, this guy's incredible. This guy really makes us think all the time. This right. guy's defensive tactics are genius. This guy was my vote for coach of the year. But by the way, I hate him. And or, or I hope Jay, you guys all shut Or up. it's the perfect cover. <laughs> right? It's the perfect cover as well. I, I love that you're instigating here. I, w- I would love to live in a world. I've legitimately heard that, though, from like, enough people that I'm like that and like people who know enough stuff where I'm like, really? Uh, well, I just see, didn't think Brad was that kind of guy. See, I really don't think he's that kind of guy at all, but I do think there's a Nick nurse. Isn't just praised. He's often praised while people put down Stevens. Like how often do you see Nick nurse is what everyone thinks Brad Stevens is. Right. right. That is, that, that is a thing that's pretty regular on Twitter. That's pretty regular other places. So, but Brad's just not, literally, Brad is the last person who would ever care about any of that stuff. It's the perfect cover. So, all right, uh, prediction, who wins? I think the Celtics win. I still think they just have more offensive juice. I think that in the end, like, having Kemba and Tatum will really matter. And... Like they, they've won two blowouts in this series. Every other game has been up for grabs. Uh, I tend to think that that normally leads leads me to believe that they're the more talented team. And if if they're playing well, then they'll win. But the Raptors are so damn tough. It's going to be a it's not going to be a blowout. It is going to be a really really good game. And we'll be right back after these messages. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually. We just brush it off, blame ourselves, saying things like, I've lost my mojo. Or, you know, you chalk it up to, I had a long day at work. Sorry, I'm just not feeling it. Sun's in my eyes. Air conditioning's too cold, you know? Gotta mow the lawn, whatever. Whatever your excuse is. But guys, it's okay. You don't have to worry. With Roman, it's easy to talk about erectile dysfunction. Say it with me, audience. Erectile dysfunction. There, you said the words, it's not a big deal. Now go get it treated with real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, it's safe, and it's totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, they'll ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Whole process is straightforward, it's simple, it's discreet. Getting started is super simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash DailyDing and complete an online visit. It used to be tough to tackle. Erectile dysfunction. It was really tough. But now with Roman, you just do the online visit today, connect with a healthcare professional, and they'll take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash DailyDing today. 
If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash DailyDing. GetRoman.com slash DailyDing. Once again, say it with me. Erectile dysfunction. There. We said it. Now we can treat it. All right. Let's get to the big games on Friday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. The Clippers will try to close out the Nuggets uh, as they lead 3-1 going into that. Michael Porter Jr. after game four said that. I mean, that's really up to the play calls. It's really up to the coaches who they want to put the put the ball in whose hand. Um, we kept going uh, to Yoke and Maul. They're, they're two amazing players, so you can never get mad at that. But I just think uh, to beat that team, we got to get more players involved. We got to move the ball a little bit better. Um, we can't be predictable against that team. Trey, I know Damian Lillard had kind of, you know, voiced his displeasure with, with Porter coming out and saying that publicly. Should Porter have said what he said? This is not 2K. No, it's very tasteless. It's locker room talk. You know what I mean? If you got to clean up some housekeeping with your coach, you do that in the privacy. Like, I mean, you're in a bubble. So, like, you literally can go to his door, knock knock on the door and talk to him and other coaching staff. But you just don't leave your teammates out to dry like that. And if, you, if you're unhappy, you know what I mean, request a trade in the offseason. We're not going to do that. I mean, obviously, I'm sure... I'm not sure if he got the battery in the back from his father or if his father chopped him in the throat after that. I don't I don't know. I mean, but you just don't do that, especially as a rookie, because, you know, the next time you get out there, he might get freezed out or, you know, be put in a position that he doesn't get help. And, you know, obviously saying, you know, it's a backhanded compliment, like saying like, oh, yeah, I think Jamal and, and, and Jokic, you know, are, are, you know, very good at what they do. But there's other guys that can play, too. And it's like, excuse me. Like, like, do you forget, you know, what type of situation you're in? And obviously, you know, you look at it in the scenario of um, him taking a chip on his shoulder, saying that the the Clippers doctor wrote him wrote him off and and made him slip in the draft. Well, maybe it's his outspoken viewpoints and and him not, you know, having a right positive attitude that fits on the team. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not trying to bash this kid, but I think it's the other way to be a pro. And that's not how you do it as a first-year player. So hopefully learns from this moment, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. I mean, obviously, I don't promote hazing, and he's almost a second-year <laughs> player. But, man, I, you know, that's a lot on the line to be kind of, you know, messing with him. But he, he needs to let his game do the talking. And I think he's been playing pretty well. But on the defensive end, man, he's fresh food. So Yeah, they're, they're just hungry. I think he has no room for, 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 for comments like that. Um, you think they win? You think the Clippers uh, close out? Absolutely. Pop the champagne, throw a parade in Los <laughs> Angeles or whatever you want to do because it's the first time they've ever been to the conference finals. Yeah, and you know, that's Lakers Clippers, right? That's kudos to the silent the silent uh the silent assassin, Kawhi Leonard. So, you know, that that's a bad man right there. And and if I'm Paul George, I'm jumping on his back too. Absolutely. All right, 6 p.m. after that game, uh, Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's game seven of Celtics-Raptors. Both teams are packed up, ready to leave. Only one gets to stay. Trey, who you got? I'm rolling with the Raptors. I've been with the Raptors all this whole time, Raptors in seven. Um, But, man, the thing is, it's not an easy call. Like how, And then that's the thing. When I said it in seven, I didn't make it seem like it was easy, but, like, I've seen so much out of Jalen Brown. I've seen so much out of, you know, even Jason Tatum has, they made the adjustments and he hasn't been shooting well the past couple of games. Daniel Tice turned into Kmart last night, the night before last. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just, you you never know what you're going to get. Kimball Walker, obviously, he doesn't have to score the ball much and still is effective, but I don't think he's going to have a game like he had last game, you know? So 
it should be very interesting. It just seems how, you know, it's going to depend on how teams um, respond. You know, Marcus Smart falling all over the place. Maybe he makes some big shots or heats up. You know what I mean? It was some some words at the end. So um, ideally, I'm going to stick with my pick. I mean, obviously, I don't take my word for everything, obviously, as the, as the listeners do. And, you know, I'm still getting killed for uh, Bucks and Seven. So, but I, I'm really confident about the Raptors with their experience and Kyle Lowry's just being a gamer, and, you know, and showing up with no complaints. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Kyle Lowry on this one. I don't feel good about the prediction, but I'm I'm rolling with the Raptors too. And and yeah, the Clippers absolutely going to close that one out. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network, the Athletic NBA show. We've got a fun point of contention that came out on Thursday. And on Friday, we got Nerd She Wrote, so you want to check that out. Check out No Dunks. Check out House of Strauss. All the team-specific shows with your favorite beat writers. Don't forget, follow on the app. You get new notifications of every episode, and you get to utilize the episode comment section. And again, theathletic.com slash daily ding. It's a dollar a month right now when you subscribe, so make sure you do that. Thanks for waking up with us. Wear a mask. Be safe. Avoid fires if they're in your area. And uh, everyone, be healthy. Trey, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding. A clock down to four. James pounded it, gives it up. Caruso for three. Oh, Caruso with a big They're hit. They're the Milwaukee Bucks of the West. They're the small ball, and then there's absurdity. There's two amazing players. You can have a command of that.